Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us in this podcast today. Lisa and I are having a conversation around what we've titled, I Get So Frustrated. And frustration, as many of you might already be aware, is a common, (laughs) familiar experience in marriage. And and we want to spend the next 20 minutes or so with you around navigating frustration, uh, how we how we navigate frustration well, how we can understand maybe what's within frustration. And to, I think, to be very intentional about normalizing and validating uh, the experience of feeling frustrated and being frustrated in our marriage. Yeah, like I think we could all just take a pause right now and go, okay, what are the three things you're frustrated with right now? Mm-hmm. Like, Like I feel frustrated right now because... We were supposed to babysit our grandkids tonight, and one of them has a cold again, mm-hmm. and I want to see them, and I feel so frustrated about that. And, you know, I could probably list off. I would say well, more than multi- more well, <laughs> than two things about what you might be frustrated with. We had with a frustration, frustrating conversation about having this podcast and what mm-hmm. frustration means, and we got really frustrated. <laughs> but I think at any given moment, we could sit down and go, okay, I feel frustrated about this. I feel frustrated mm-hmm. about this. And they may be about our spouse, they may be about something else, but they're going to potentially impact the way we communicate, like, constantly. Yes. So it's kind of a frustrating topic. <laughs> We're frustrated about talking about frustration, is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. In, in a way. And and part of part of our hope in this conversation is to, is to exactly do what you just offered, Lisa, is to be somewhat playful, but also somewhat true and real around how common and prevalent frustration is. And and we want to say, of course it is. Uh, we, we are two completely different human beings and we live together. And and in a way, it, I think sometimes marriage is a, is a bit of setup in that way that it actually invites frustration. And because we feel frustrated often when the other doesn't do, think, feel, believe the way we ought or think they should. And that's just a common dynamic. And I think for, for many of us, we grow up in our own families and stories and experiences, and we, and we try to just be okay. We, whether that was communicated directly to us or not, it's just this implied message of, you're fine, you're fine. Not to feel frustrated, not to be bothered. And, and we want to say, unfortunately, that's part of what can fuel contempt at times. It can fuel extreme disconnection in our marriage if we try to hide frustration we try to hide disappointment. Uh, we try to minimize it, and so we want to say it, it's present, and it doesn't mean or have to imply there's something wrong. And I think that's the one of the if we could write a takeaway or, or something to walk away from in this conversation would be, hey, let's all be on the same page with remembering that that it's not as if we ought not to feel or be frustrated, because frustration is simply a response to something that ought not to be. That's how we can actually define it. When we feel powerless or helpless to change something, that's what frustration is. That's how we define it. When we feel powerless or helpless to change a situation or for something to be different. So when you say ought not to be, that's like from your perspective. From our perspective, yes. So it's not necessarily something that's actually wrong. It's just something that you think is wrong. Right. And I mean, we could have many more conversations in a different direction around right. that, 
around you know systemic issues, cultural issues. We're 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 staying very connected to our dynamic. So in our marriage relationship, right, and in our families, maybe frustration was something to avoid or mm-hmm. or to not have. But there might be families where frustration was just prevalent, right? Right. The 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 family was maybe chaotic and frustrated all the time. Mm-hmm. So there could be that other dynamic where you're just in a constant perpetual state of frustration. And so you're coming at it from your own narrative. Right. Um, so that's another potential. We just happen right. to come from a, both come from families where you're fine, you're okay, you're the firstborn, make it okay, mm-hmm. don't be frustrated. There's something I think for many of us in that story that can resonate with that particular way of being in the world is that there's something wrong with me if I feel frustrated. That, that that's, I think for many of us, that is common. And yes, there are some of us where maybe frustration was so normalized and validated that we live in a fairly consistent, constant state of frustration. And we're not saying either is better or worse. We're simply saying, as we've talked about before, is what is your story around frustration? How was it modeled for you? Uh, how, how were you responded to when you, were, when you felt frustrated? And, and again, please hear that, that it's not meant to say we ought not to be. Frustration is a, is a common emotional response to something that ought not to be. And, and that is part of our invitation is to be very intentional about that. That I, I, I see this dynamic so often therapeutically with couples where one and or the other is frustrated. They're frustrated with maybe the way they speak to one another. Maybe they're frustrated with the way the other parents a child in a particular interaction. They might be frustrated around a, a job situation, around what their spouse ought not to do or ought not to say or how they ought not to be or should be or could be. And so there's, a, there's an undercurrent often in our marriage dynamic that is informing and shaping the way we interact when there's that undercurrent of frustration. And so I think the second part of what we would want to hope for is to be aware of what's informing my frustration. Uh, reflection is such a key part of, I think, growth in marriage over time, is that can we be aware of, can we reflect on what's guiding or informing my frustration when I do feel frustrated? For example, uh, we were getting ready to go to bed last night, and uh, Lisa, you were offering some reflections, maybe even, I would say, stronger feelings about uh, two of our two of our three children. And, uh, you know, you think you were feeling maybe some sadness or some disappointment. And I, I just, like, if, if we could go back in time, it, you know, maybe however long ago it was, I don't know how many hours ago it was, but go back in time and say, what was happening for you, Steve? I, I felt frustrated. Uh, I was a little bit bothered. I was frustrated because here we are, what I thought was we were having a time being together. And then you were... We had a nice day. We had a nice day. We had a great dinner. All is well. Great. And then there was something where Lisa became, where you became a bit preoccupied. Something else distracted you. And, And I think that for me, that is often a form of, that's often what leads to my frustration is when Lisa becomes preoccupied or distracted by something or someone. And and I was bothered. I was frustrated. And and I I think what is common for many of us, we either say something or we say nothing. And often I say nothing. And the nothing is kind of loud, right? <laughs> it's kind of like a, a forced silence. It's like, just like a huff. So like, you know yeah. there's something wrong. It's not like you're just not saying anything. But right. There's a, yeah, yeah. a and, palpable and, silence. Right. And I turned over, you know, I, I was just like, whatever. In my mind, in my in my body, I was like, whatever, never mind. 
And and I think that that is one form of how we react and respond when we feel frustrated. Sure, what is often true in most emotion, particularly in frustration and disappointment, is hurt actually guides that or informs that. So sometimes when we're frustrated, we feel a bit hurt. We feel a bit bothered by something. And and for many of us, this this is again a key piece is we react to our frustration with silence. We retreat, we hide, we disengage, we kind withdraw. Kind of judgment. Yeah, like what's wrong with me that I feel frustrated? Maybe shame. That shame, yeah. sure. We we have judgment toward our frustration. S- Steve, what's the big deal? You ought not to be bothered by that. Of course, Lisa's upset and disappointed with something regarding our children, but I'm I'm not able to think like that in the moment. What happens is we simply react out of feeling hurt, and so we're frustrated. And so a common relational pattern is withdraw, disengagement. Right, and then the dynamic on my part, which I think for years and years would be if you had shared that or if you had said something, then I would get really defensive mm-hmm. because, well, oh my gosh, this is going on. Of course I'm thinking about this, you know? And so there's not even room for me to pay attention to what's happening for you because I'm so caught up in my own, you know, situation Mm-hmm. And I'm rationalizing it and I'm defending it. And so that didn't happen last night, but I think that happened for years and years and years, right? Because that was a common dynamic is the kids mm-hmm. take precedent. And I think it's a common in a lot of marriages where, you know, maybe the mom, maybe sometimes the dad, whatever takes takes a extra attention and or you're in the middle of a good conversation or you're in the middle of a date and all of a sudden the kids interrupt. And then all of a sudden one of you pays more attention and then the other's frustrated. Um, and so when I'm in the process of defending and trying to make sense of and trying to let, you know, let you know, here's why I'm thinking this. And I miss out on maybe that hurt that gets super buried. Mm -hmm. So I think when we judge frustration or we fight back, react to frustration rather than reflect, Mm -hmm. then we might miss the under, the understory or what's really maybe going on the tender story, the vulnerable story. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we're irritated like you said, in the other's frustration, we're bothered by it. Like really, again, which was yeah, true. It's kind of cyclical, like cyclical where we tend to find the same patterns mm-hmm. of frustration in our marriages. You know, yeah, I think everybody it, has those little ruts right. that you fall into. It's familiar. There's familiar patterns. And, you know, we're not talking about the frustration connected to everyday simple things, you know, like the, the cap on the toothpaste or toilet seat up or down or, you know, Rinsing the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. Th- those are those are not what we're really addressing because those are just everyday common experiences. We're talking about the relational uh, impact of frustration when there's something that impacts us relationally, not situationally, but relationally. And here's another example, uh, and this is uh, I think the second way in which uh, rela- the second way in which frustration can be navigated or responded to. Uh, a few weeks ago, Lisa and I were driving on a certain road, and I don't know, there's something about this road that, <laughs> I don't know what it is, that just tends to invite us to step into dialogue. And you mentioned, or you said something like, uh, I'm going to be seeing somebody later that afternoon. And and I responded with, oh, okay, boy, you sure are spending a lot of time with people. Which is maybe a common response sometimes when you feel like, well, I guess you don't want to spend time with me. I Mm -hmm. guess you want to spend, you need more time with other people, which is a continual constant conversation that Mm -hmm. we've had. And then you responded with words like, 
I don't know, you wrote this down. It was something like, why can't you get that out of your head? Like I, like, I like to spend time with you, but I also like to spend time with other people or something. And, and I was kind of like frustrated. Like, why, why do you, why does it have to lead to that for you? That you, that I, you think I don't want to spend time with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, could you say what you're, like, you what mean, I was frustrated about? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that's what we go round and round about. Like, um, how come you, how come you keep thinking this and how come maybe I get frustrated that I can't change that or that I can't change the narrative in your head that, you know, if I'm going to do this, it, it's not that it devalues my time that I want to spend with you. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's frustrating that I can't, or maybe I feel frustrated that can I just go do something that I want to do without mm-hmm. it having to impact you mm-hmm. in a certain way? Yeah, I think that's that's such a critical piece of frustration is we feel frustrated that we can't change something about the other, whether that's the way they're thinking or feeling. Right. Of course, you know? if their roles are reversed, I want you to, you know, like not be frustrated with me if I feel the same way sure. I do every time. Which sure. There's a lot of those too. Mm-hmm. So it's harder to think about it until you flip it around and go, what would you want? Mm-hmm. You know, you'd want someone to, the other to acknowledge, oh yeah, no, I really, I do love to spend time with you and let's do something together, you know, mm-hmm. over here. But right now this is what's going to happen. And yeah, it speaks to a little bit of what we talked about in our previous podcast around, I think versus I feel that sometimes we want to respond to the other with what we think is rational or logical. Well, what do you mean? That's not true. Uh, that that's, that's not what I think. Uh, that's not what I feel. We, we respond in a defensive way to try to speak truth into the other or to help them to see what they're not seeing. And, and maybe there's room for that at some point, but if we start there, uh, that only fuels frustration. It's not really that helpful. Yeah, it only fuels a sense of feeling and being disconnected in moments like that. So it's not, I think I really, we keep highlighting this, but want to do it again is to say, it's not that we ought not to feel frustrated. It's how do we navigate our, the, the frustration in the moment in a way that doesn't perpetuate further disconnection or further frustration. Almost like how do we pay attention to it without judgment? Mm-hmm. Maybe just, oh, instead of, oh, here it is again, but oh, okay, here it is again. What does it tell, you know, like you said, I think at the beginning, what's informing this? Mm-hmm. What's the hurt underneath? What's yeah. the vulnerability underneath? Maybe what? Yeah, it's both how we, I think, express the frustration, but also how we respond to the frustration. Uh, classic example for me in therapeutic work, uh, here's just one that occurred this last week. Uh, he wakes up on an early Saturday morning. Uh, they have a couple of young children. Uh, and he says, I'm going to go for a bike ride uh, without really checking in, without saying, hey, would are you good with that? You know, I know this is asking a lot of you, you know, all, all, all the ways that you could navigate that moment differently. And she feels frustrated. She feels bothered. Uh, she had different plans. She had different expectations. Uh, I, she, in her, in her mind, in her view and her hope, it was to be a morning of sitting at the breakfast table, having pancakes, like this sort of moment of connection. And so how, how do we, how does she, how do they, how do he, how does he in those moments navigate frustration? Well, and, and I think part of it is how we express the frustration, but also, again, how we respond to the frustration. What happened for her is she, which is true for, again, many of us, this relational response of silence. Never mind. She doesn't say anything. 
mm, just withdraws retreats acts like she's okay pretends in a in a way that she's fine but she's not and i think for many of us that's how we cope with frustration we we just hope it goes away but here's the mind is it builds and it will it will be expressed in some way in some form at some point and and it's and then it, when it comes out later sometimes it's so confusing because it's like wait what just happened yeah, what just happened and then it's a lot harder to unpack yeah. because now it's kind of festered mm-hmm. and it's changed its form and so even though it's hard in the moment like like i think what we're trying to say is it's a, it's more simple if we can get to that in that moment to be able to talk about what's happening right now rather than save it for later mm-hmm. i think of frustration as uh or expressing frustration like a rice steamer rice cooker you know that if we don't let a little bit of out along the way it will build and it, and and it won't end up well that without some capacity ability to name it along the way it's very very difficult for us to be able to navigate it well in moments like that so for a couple like that for us it looks like simply and this isn't simply but it looks like her courage vulnerability mm, i would say intentionality hey i get that going for bike rides important for you but but i'm a little frustrated i'm a little disappointed because i was hoping we could have a pancake breakfast and that's a that's a simple example but it's a complex complex example in a way because it's familiar in the dynamics of the intentionality of what we're inviting one another into but also how does he hear that well without implying he's doing something wrong that's again another way that we engage frustration our spouse's frustration is can we hear it as disappointment can we hear it as an invitation to move toward rather than implying what he or she is doing is wrong so how i think again how we communicate the frustration is very very critical and essential to the ways in which we can facilitate connection in moments like that yeah and i think the way we respond again and and maybe it's just we normalize that the frustration is going to happen we have two narratives when we wake up each morning and all the planning in the world can go out the window too, because, you know, we can say, oh, well, sure. let's just plan for Saturday. We know what's going to happen. But then, you know, somebody wakes up sick or the phone call and, the, you know, the, the plans are going to change. And so there's just, there's just the potential for frustration. So mm-hmm. I think normalizing this is going to happen. This is part of the dynamic. This isn't something to judge or shame and kind of like making room for it and I don't know, being okay with it. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about it. We're going to bring it up. And, and maybe we don't have much time. Maybe right. it's just a quick, we're going to talk about it later, but that was kind of frustrating to me. I know you got to go, but we'll talk about it later. I think we want to highlight too that that sometimes we can respond well to our spouse's frustration if it isn't about us. And meaning if they might, you might be frustrated about a, a coworker, a peer, a family member, et cetera. Like sometimes we, we tend to do okay, I think relationally. But where most of us can get stuck and have difficulty is when that frustration is either directed or experienced with us. Because when my spouse, when Lisa is frustrated with me, and maybe this is true for so many of you listening, we often don't know how to respond. Uh, it, it, it feels confusing. Feel it feels stuck. Feel like stuck. We're the it feels disorienting. Something just happened that ought not to. Like, what, what? You're frustrated? Like when I said that in the car and you responded like, you need to get that out of your head. Like, what? Like, what's wrong with you in a way? Like, because we don't know how to respond, and and it's not that we don't know how; it's that we're not sure 
of what's helpful in the response. And what we're inviting one another to be aware of is, I, I wonder what would be helpful. Meaning, can we ask ourselves that question? When frustration is named and or offered, can can we somehow, over time, again, I, I think of both expressing frustration and responding to frustration as muscle memory. It's something that grows over time with practice. That it's not simply a, a light switch on and off. We automatically know how to respond. It's that there's a there's a way to be with one another in moments like that. It's not about fixing it, resolving it. It's validating it and understanding it. And to me and to us, I think that's those are key components to emotional intimacy. It's that when we offer validation and and try to communicate understanding, that's all we need when we feel frustrated. So maybe it's even just that taking that moment. You know, we talked about reflection maybe versus reaction. So that moment where, okay, you you express something and then instead of just, you know, I'm going to just respond right away with my reaction. I take a minute and I think, you know, and then in that moment to reflect, I might ask a reflective question like, okay, tell me more about that frustration, which is so counterintuitive, right? You just want to respond. It is. What the, again, we might offer as a primary hope as we come to an end here is that for, for each of us to, in a way, honor and bless frustration, meaning it's okay for me to feel frustrated. How I communicate frustration is what we're about in this moment. But at a core, at a deep level, it's, it's the ability for each of us to honor frustration, to bless frustration, meaning there's an of courseness that doesn't imply something's wrong with me or something's wrong with us when I feel frustrated about something about you. And I think for many couples, that's actually what has inhibited at times connection. It's that we try to hide it, we try to dismiss it, we hope it goes away, we try to ignore it, and or we we respond to the other's frustration in, in a way that can shame or somehow offer judgment or imply there's something wrong with you. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. <laughs>